Esme. She's a queen. This is dedicated to all my beautiful queens, all my beautiful ladies out there. She's a queen. Go queen. joining another episode of the Q Chat. Today, my special guest is Miss Jade, and Jade is a recording artist. She has an EP that's coming out next month, and she currently has a new single out called Lucky Star. I love talking to musicians, so she and I are just going to have a great chat about her musical journey, and we're just going to chat up as usual. So how are you doing today? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for being on the platform. I just have so much to ask you. So I know, of course, you do have your EP coming out in April. So, of course, we're going to talk about that. But I definitely want to just talk about your musical roots. I know looking through everything, you studied and performed music, theater, and dance since childhood. So let's just talk about your early beginnings. How was that with your childhood and your love of entertaining? Sure. Yes. I grew up in the theater. I was that kid who knew exactly what I wanted to do. I saw a friend in a play when I was younger and I just fell in love with the art of storytelling. And as I've grown and developed in my craft in music and acting, I've kind of been able to hone in on songwriting and on performing and acting. So I'm super excited for the EP contact to drop next month. And yeah, I've just been really developing through my music and acting since I was a young girl. So it's nice to be at this point I'm at now. That's great. Now I know obviously your EP is entitled Contact and that's coming out next month. So how would you describe it? I know you said this based on your information and research that your your music style is pop soul and hip-hop so how would you describe contact contact is a reflection of the pages in my diary contact is me making contact with the people I've spent a lot of time in isolation just really fine-tuning my songwriting from a technical standpoint but also just like getting in tune with who I am as a person, as an artist, and how I connect to people. And so contact is my way of connecting with people through song. Mm -hmm. Now, I know you mentioned being in isolation. How did COVID affect you as a creator, you know, like your creativity, coming up with different things? How was it? Did it help you being isolated and give you more time? Or just how did you keep those creative juices flowing? a great question. I actually wrote the majority of the songs for Contact during quarantine, but I had really been in a season of, I would say, isolation, even a little bit prior to quarantine, just working on my songwriting ability and just making sure that I had my business, TS2 Enterprises, at a certain place to really launch my music through. And so definitely the pandemic played a big role in how I continued my creativity. I felt kind of prepared for everything that happened, but, um, you know, it was obviously for creatives, a very weird time 
time because we're so used to being on stage and being out there. And so it was a nice change of pace to feel like I could take the lessons I had learned in that season of isolation and just like hit the pavement and see what I could do from my own home. And <laughs> that's how I got contact. <laughs> now, I know that your father is a former NBA player for the Suns, Mr. Eddie Brown. And as you said, your musical roots started early. So how important has it been to have support from your family, just, you know, with your artistry and your craft? How has that motivated you? Yes, I mean, the support from my family, I know for a fact, foundationally is why I've been able to do what I've been able to do. Uh, the emotional support, uh, quite literally them being here for me and, you know, just making sure that I'm good because creatives can get into their mind a lot. I get into my head a lot. And so just having them as a sounding board and a mirror for me. And I'm very close with my family. I'm very close with my father. I grew up you know, learning a lot about business from my dad. And then, then my mom was really teaching me, you know, like the essence of being a woman. And so I took all of those lessons into, you know, my adulthood. And I really do feel like that foundation has shaped me as an artist as well. Wow, that's great. Now, from childhood to now, how was the trend transition becoming an actual artist? Like, how was your journey deciding, hey, I really want to make this my profession, create music, and find, like, are you an independent artist? I am. I am. I'm a true entrepreneur, artist, um, distributing my music through my own business. Mm -hmm. Right, because you do on your own record label and your publishing company, right? Mm -hmm. So what made you decide, because I know, like, I have talked to a lot of musicians, like I told you before recording, I love talking to you guys, but <laughs> I have spoken to a independent <laughs> They have talked about, you know, just the freedom of being independent. What made you decide that you wanted to also throw your ring in a hat? Because as everyone says in show business, the bigger word is business. So what made you decide to take the realms on your own? Well, when I first got to L.A., I came out here to go to USC, right? And when I graduated, I just felt like there wasn't a home for my art like there was at school you know, and so that lack of infrastructure really drove me to learning about the publishing industry, music publishing. And that's when I first started TS2 Publishing. And I really fell in love with the complexity of the business. I thought it was really interesting. And when I learned more about the power of controlling assets as an artist, it just seemed like the only real way for me to go. Mm, okay. What have been some of the challenges? if you faced any, you know, with starting out on your own like this? Oh, there's been unbelievable challenges. Just uh, the level of focus that's required um, to make sure that my team is always, you know, kept abreast of what's going on and on top of their game, as well as me being on top of my game to be there for them. Um, really just learning corporate infrastructure and understanding how businesses function and especially in this business, how businesses function in the music industry and applying, you know, um, my humble experience to the professionals around me and seeing how I can be um, my own uh, pacemaker and entrepreneur in a game that's already filled with so much talent. 
there's been a lot of challenges, um, making sure that I stay mentally healthy because it's a lot of work and a lot of discipline. Um, I find that I am able to balance a work life by just making sure I stay on top of my diet, my fitness, um, spending time, you know, in, in, um, you know, just real life, uh, experiences going out, being with friends, not being so caught up in work alone, I think has given me the power to figure out how to really attack some of these challenges that otherwise would be, I think, very overwhelming for me to handle. I appreciate that answer because I know like for creatives and entrepreneurs, independent people, you're putting so much of yourself and your time into your craft. And it's so easy to get lost in that and the balance is gone. So I definitely appreciate your transparency with that. So are you staying connected with the chat? Go ahead to www.theqchat.com and make sure you connect with the Go Queen brand podcast, The Q Chat. Go Queen was created for Black women all over the world. We discuss self-love at the very fullest. Self-love is that fuel for a better, richer, fuller life. Don't just stop at listening to The Q Chat. Make sure you head over to theqchat.com in order to connect with Go Queen. At the Go Queen site, we have our blog and we have so much more. We also have the upcoming Go Queen magazine. So go ahead to www.theqchat.com. There, you can access so many more levels to the Q Chat, connect with Go Queen, read the blog, also check out our self-love merchandise, and in addition, you can go ahead and pre-order the Go Queen magazine. The magazine will be dropping in May, and it features some powerful Black women who will empower you. But we also will give advice on lifestyle, self-love, natural hair, so many different levels to our self-love movement. So don't forget, just go ahead and connect today, www.theqchat.com. And don't forget, go love yourself and go queen. You got it, girl. Go queen was created to remind women that they're the special privilege, the ultimate prize, and the full package. talk about your musical taste so I know some of your influences are Stevie Wonder Babyface and Neil and some of your other influences that have contributed to your style Aaliyah Day Babyface and of course the King Michael Jackson so let's talk about your musical style and some of your influences yeah I grew up listening to a lot of Whitney Houston a lot of Aaliyah a lot of Sade, I was just really into that old school R&B sound. And I've measured that with a real deep passion for hip hop too. So I'm kind of on both ends, which pop music, as we know, is kind of a reflection of the times. And right now, hip hop is really kind of governing sound choices and sound quality in the game from a pop perspective. So I consider myself a pop artist because everything that I create kind of has an underlying tone of like a hip hop beat, so to speak. But I like to float on top of it with R&B vocals, um, 
a little bit of hip hop, you know, from time to time, but mostly it's like my sweet flowy tones that I'm using on top of like more hip hop beats. So you get a kind of nice marriage with my music. You're getting a little bit of both worlds. Mm-hmm. Now I did watch the video for Lucky Star and I really did like it. And just from other people I've talked to in the past, we've always talked about just the current state of music. How sometimes things seem overly manufactured, you know, just for the hit and a lot of the songs sound alike. And like I said, I definitely love Lucky Star. How do you find your creative niche like how are you able to stay original you know because I'm sure there's pressure to be manufactured and sound like the next person so how is that how do you do you find it to be harder to stay original to not try to sound like you know the typical music hit right now how is that process for you to find your originality and to stay true to it That's a really good question. I personally have developed my songwriting in-house. So when I was first developing my business, CS2 Publishing, I was just writing songs. I was working on my business and I was just writing songs every day. And that was all I did. I would just write songs and write songs and write songs and write songs. And I think that that really contributed to my artist development because I do write my own material. I do understand the pressure of sounding like everybody else. And I do think as artists, we listen to everything, we can appreciate everything. But for me, it's always come down to my songwriting and my storytelling and my own unique perspective. And I think that, if anything, is what separates me from the rest. Now, I saw one of your quotes is, I write raw from my own space. So how is your songwriting process? Do you routine that you follow each time that you're ready to write a song or you just wait till the inspiration hits you like how is that process well it depends because I get a lot of music right that producers will send in to me on the daily producers are sending me music and I'll hear something and I can almost instantly hear certain melodies, right? And then another process I have is just like this keyboard you see right here in my key lab. You know, I'll sit at the computer and I'll play around with sounds all day long and basically just work until I find lyrical content that I think accompanies the music. So it really just depends. Sometimes I'm the one starting the process and other times I'm kind of like adding to a process that's already been started. And I prefer, I think, in either case to just approach it like I would writing in a diary. I don't like to overthink it too much. I just get the words on paper and then I fine tune it from there. Um, Sometimes I'll sing acapella into my computer, um, into my logic here, my blue microphone here, and I'll just uh, basically improv over the beat and then when I listen back I can hear maybe certain words in it or certain phrases or melodies that I like and I'll just kind of go from there okay okay so you have like I'm sure you do but who's like your wish list of people that you want to work with wow that's that's a long wish list (laughs) but I really like what Jasmine Sullivan is doing obviously she's a great vocalist um, hip-hop artists I love to work with are like J. Cole, Kendrick Lamar. Um, I really like, obviously, like the greats, uh, Sean Day, of course, that would be a dream, um, CB, dream, but those are a little bit more outside of the genre I'm pursuing right now. Um, I like what 
you know, some of the pop artists are doing today, like Summer Walker, like some of the stuff she's doing. I think that there's a lot of artists right now who are really attacking that R&B space um, that is really just people are loving that content. And I feel like I fit right into that. But where my versatility comes in is that hip hop pop vibe. So the artists who kind of fit into that world, um, I find are fewer and fewer. And that's where I think I'm going to be able to shine. Okay. Now, I know, you know, we talked about you making your album and just your process and everything. So I saw that you have worked with a producer called Bobby Genius. So how was that experience? You know, like I said, with your, there's five singles on the EP. Now it's looking like there might be six. Stay tuned. <laughs> but yes. Him making this EP. I'm sorry. Did you work closely with Bobby making this EP? Yes, he actually produced the majority of the songs on the EP. And he is actually a longtime friend. He grew up with my brother. They were very close, but he and I have been making music for a long time. And I've worked with a lot of different producers. What I like about his beats is that he's got, again, that like hip hop meets old school R&B meets right now. And I really like that. And um, I think that what we've been able to create together is unique because we both kind of approach music the same way. We just, we do what we like. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. So with the single Lucky Star that I keep referring to, like I said, I really did like the vibe of it and the video too. So how was that song? How would you describe if someone like, let's say someone tunes in right now, they've never heard the song and you had to pitch that song and then just tell them what it's about, what type of vibe it is, what type of banger it is. How would you describe the single? Yeah, Lucky Stars is its own unique perspective on, lyrically, its own unique perspective on what's possible when a woman just says, okay, I'm going to take that risk, right? But sonically, with a man, but sonically, it has this pop, hip-hop, it's got a really dope beat so it's got this pop hip-hop feeling that's measured with some cool like vocal tricks that give you that feeling of oh okay I'm just vibing I'm just in my car I'm just working out it's a feel-good um interpretation on you know the, the pop game but you get you get that hip-hop vibe so you can listen to it in the club if you want but you can also listen to it just like at home, you know, doing whatever it is that you do. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about control. If you're able, like, I don't know if you're able to tell us about all the singles on it. If you're able to talk about it, can you give us a breakdown of the EP, the singles and everything? Yeah, Contact is, it is a story in and of itself. So it starts off and it's really just talking about, you know, how there's no guarantee in love. Start with that conversation as it gets a little bit deeper into the content of the project you see me this woman right going through like the processes of vulnerability that happen when your walls are getting just like knocked down by the presence of somebody who has surprised you so you go from having you know this thought that there's really no guarantee to being like okay I, you know I count my lucky stars you know it could you know maybe there's this risk but it could work 
And then you get into, you know, this concept is like, but will you stay down for me? You know, will you actually stay down? And then you really start to feel vulnerable and you bet it all. And it's like, okay, you know, I'm just going to take that risk. It's done. It's handled. And eventually you start to realize that by the end of the project, I've gone from questioning to really accepting and allowing this person to be the pilot and have their way, you know, in my world and have their place. And that's, I think, the dream for a lot of women. They want to feel safe to let that process happen. But in today's times, it's a very difficult thing to feel safe in. So that's where that dream life kind of perspective comes in, where it really is my dreamed experience. Mm, wow. So with contact, what are your steps after April? You're going to go road with the EP uh, promo tour. What's the next steps after you release it in April? Yeah, well, the biggest um, and most exciting opportunity that I'm like, just so blown away by is at the top of next month, this is before it's going to drop. I'm actually going to be performing the halftime at the Suns versus Lakers game. And so that's going to be like the exclusive preview into contact. So I'm super excited about that. And as far as promoting it after the fact, obviously I want to get on stage as much as possible. And for me, my business model and how I'm moving, I really want for people to be able to access the story from their phone. So we're going to make sure that, you know, people are getting all the content that they're looking for just right off of social media, you know, Instagram will be more active on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube, you know, just making sure people are keeping up with that story of contact. Okay. Okay. Now, whatever that you're doing, you know, like you just have a great business model, like and you're also an independent artist, which means you're also an entrepreneur. So what advice would you have for some young women who they have a desire to be in the music industry? And the music industry is very complex. You know, there's a lot of highs and lows and a lot of back-end things about being in the industry is really hard. What would you say to encourage someone that's younger and they have this dream, they do want to be on that stage, they want to be an artist, but they just need an extra push, some encouragement? Like, what would you say to them? I would say first, know in your spirit and in your heart and in your mind that this is for you. Know that. Don't let anybody be the person to tell you that. Know that for yourself. Know it. Because the confidence that it takes to do this is extreme. And I think that wisdom of just knowing that this is my purpose, this is what I was born to do, I am a creator, I am an artist, this is my contribution to society, knowing that is going to be foundational for having the confidence you need to pursue the path that's going to be very difficult and challenging. And hopefully if you're doing it without compromising who you truly are, you know, you're putting yourself in positions every day where compromises are going to become very present and you're going to have to have the ability to be strong. So on top of being confident, just work on your like mental, emotional strength. Don't let rejection be the thing that detours you. And of course, 
keep going, continue because things change like this and you don't want to miss that moment where things could change for you. What would you say to someone inhaling rejection? Because I think when anyone comes into the media world, whether it's singing or acting or what I'm creating, you know, like rejection is a part of the game. And I think sometimes people, when it first happens, you're kind of like taken aback. What would you say, you know, because I think that's the part that a lot of people don't want to discuss, the rejection part. What would you say to someone too that's like, you know, they may have been knocked down one time and they're just taking it too, you know, they're taking it in too much, you know, they're internalizing it. What would you say for someone to just give them in that mindset that you really have to let some of those things just bounce off of you? Yeah. You have to let a lot bounce off of you. I would say that if no is a word that depresses and disappoints you, find a new perspective on the word no for yourself. Not everybody saying no to you is telling you you're not good enough. Not everybody who's saying no to you is saying that you don't have what it takes. I learned by just growing up in theater that when you decide you're going to step into a role and play a character and you decide you're going to audition and and go on that path towards hopefully getting the part that the people behind the desk who are deciding who gets those parts or not are really just trying to fulfill a quota for themselves. They have an understanding of what they want. They already have had multiple conversations about the exact person they're looking for that it's really not always coming down to how talented a person is, but can they play the role? Are they the person for the part? And so that's really helped me to not get so depressed and disappointed when things don't go my way because you can't be what everybody's looking for all the time. And if you're really so turned off by it, create your own playground, build your own business, have your own team do it your way so that you can kind of control that process a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I definitely agree. I love that. One last quote that I saw that I wanted to cover before we end everything, it was saying, I like pretty with everything, perfectly balanced and tightly contained. I just thought that was such a beautiful and it's so lyrical, you know, like even your quotes sounds <laughs> like it's in a song. So can you elaborate on that? Yes. I've vocally challenged myself in a lot of ways because I have a very large vocal range. And when I grew up, I was like the known belter. I was the the girl who they would bring into the show when they knew like she had to have that powerhouse voice. But in the music industry, as much as that can be appreciated, a lot of the songs you hear nine times out of 10 are not that, they're tighter. Um, And so, The more I explored that part of my voice, the more I felt like I could do less and be appreciated more. And then when I did, you know, go there, so to speak, it was like the trick that made people go, oh, she can really sing for real. So when I say I like pretty, everything kind of contained, what I'm really saying is that foundationally, I like to leave an element for surprise. I don't want to give you everything from, you know, the first record. I want you to actually come on the journey with me and come to realize as time continues and as the music progresses that there's more to me than what meets the eye. And so that's really what I'm saying is I like that mystery. I like creating that opportunity in music. 
Now, one last thing I want to ask you, now with this platform, we talk about self-love. Self-love is the fuel to have that confidence to be on stage, is to have that confidence to let rejection off your back, is to have that confidence to be an entrepreneur, start your business, is that self-love is just a confidence to simply be yourself and to follow your dreams. So what role has self-love played in your life and where you are now? And how would you define self-love? Because some people have different definitions, but how do you define self-love for yourself and what role has it played in your life? I believe self-love is for me doing what is best for me as long as it is not at the expense of others. I think that self-love is taking myself into consideration, being selfish and selfless at the same time, because when you give yourself the ability to really love yourself above all, you are creating a better opportunity to be better for other people. And I learned that the hard way because I felt like I was always sacrificing at the expense of other people and doing what was best for everybody else around me, but not what was best for myself. And I learned that that was its own issue. So to, I think to answer your question, the first part of your question is what is self-love? That for me is what self-love is. It's just loving yourself above all, really truly loving yourself. And what was the second half of your question? What role has it played in your life and where you are right now in your life and career? Oh. It's been a game changer for me to just understand what it means to love myself alone, let alone applying it, just understanding it, getting to a place where I get that. I think that especially for young women, there's always this like through line of presentation, like how do we appear to be what people need? How do we show up and, and put on? Um, and that was starting to mess with my work a lot. I felt like I wasn't really truly being myself. It was too presentational. It was, it was, it was too um, rooted in self, you know, a need for self, uh, even self-validation or for others to validate me. And so if there's any role having self-love has played in my life, it's in creating better opportunities for me moving forward. I have a clear perspective on who I am and I'm not, uh, pinned down by the pain of my past and mistakes that I've made and I'm able to execute on a greater level. Mm. Yes, I love that. I love that so much. Thank you so much for this conversation. I just really enjoyed talking with you and I know that you are going to go far. Like I love your energy and you just seem like you just you know what you're going to do and it's going to happen. So I just really appreciate that. But before we end everything, tell everybody how they can Find this single. I know it's on YouTube and also how they can get the next month, how they can find you on social media. Just give everyone all your contact information. Yes, of course. So please do follow me at this is Jade J on all social media platforms, Instagram. Uh, my Facebook page is facebook.com slash this is JJ. My Twitter is this is JJ. Basically, if you look up this is JJ, you'll find me on YouTube the same. My single Lucky Stars and the music video is on YouTube and available on all music platforms. 
and contact. The EP is dropping very soon. Look out for it next month. And you'll be able to find that on all music platforms as well. Awesome. Thank you so much. I'm definitely going to go follow you on IG as soon as we're done. And I definitely subscribe to you on YouTube. Like I said, I really do love the single. And good luck on the EP launch next month. And also your appearance at the halftime show. Like I said, I know you're going to go far. And I really appreciate you talking with me because in the next years or so, I may not be able to be so accessible. We, we, you may not be so accessible for me to just contact you. So like, no, I'm happy- no, you can always call me. <laughs> I'm happy to get to you now. So thank you so much. I really appreciate you. And guys, please make sure you go ahead and follow Jade, subscribe to her YouTube channel, follow her on social media. Like I said, Lucky Star is great. And I know Contact is going to be an excellent EP. So guys, make sure you support her. And you can catch this episode and more. Of course, you can catch some great interviews with some other artists as well. I love talking to musicians. Music is part of our self-care. It really fills our soul. It feeds us. It helps heal our wounds. So music is so important with self-love, self-care, and healing. So these musicians are playing great roles in our positive energy. So they are super essential. So thank you guys again. Make sure you be safe and remember to go love yourself. Go queen, go queen, go queen, go. Represent, you're a queen, you're a queen, oh.